Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the Upscale Business Podcast. My name is Arena, and I'm here with Mitch. How are you, Mitch? I'm good. I'm good. You're actually here. I am. Yeah. I am. Uh, quick question. Yes. Did you have a nickname growing up? Yes. What was it? <laughs> um, it's a German nickname. Yeah, okay. Well, can we have it, and then can we translate it? So it's just Erna. What? Erna. Okay. What is, isn't that just your name in German? No, that's Irina. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so what does it Anna. mean? It's like an old lady's name. <laughs> and there's, I think there's, my friend's mum still calls me that. She's in Germany, so every couple of years I still hear that name. And then there's one other friend that still calls me that, and everyone else has moved on. It just sounds like your name with a really thick German accent. Um, no, it's a completely different name, and usually you wouldn't imagine someone 80 years old with that. Did you have a nickname? I did. I can't say it on. I can't. I don't think I can say it. <laughs> we have to beep it out. What was it? What was it? We're going to beep it out. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> You're going to leave everyone hanging. Yeah. Uh, if you can guess it, guys uh, and gals, I will acknowledge it. I will tell you you're right. But uh, maybe another time. Maybe we'll leave everyone guessing. Put it out there, guys. What do you all think it was? Uh, <laughs> and then um, I'll answer it maybe on the next episode. Maybe. Yep. I don't think I can focus now. I'm just feeling... Focus, yeah. focus. We've got focus. a really important topic today. What is it that you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk about the standout factor of your business. Standout factors. Oh, I like that we've got something different. It's an SOF, the yeah. SOF. The but soft. others may know it as what? Unique selling point. Yes. Unique points of sale. USPs, UPSs, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We're giving it a sexier name. Mm. SOF. I think I think it's, you know, when you look at that, okay, what is that, like a unique selling proposition? What is that? But if you know and translate that into standout factor, it makes a lot of sense straight away. It makes more sense, and I'll tell you why. Because most people's unique selling point actually goes against the definition of the word unique. What is unique? What does unique mean? One of a kind. You're the only person that has it. You're the only person that does it. It's just an attribute that you possess. What are most people's unique selling point? Like, if you ask most businesses, what do they say? We are on time. We yep. have great customer service. Yep. Uh, quality of work. So you're all saying the same thing. Yep. So to me, that's why the name itself doesn't actually fit. So that's why I'm not going to call it a unique selling point. Like, unique selling point is um, a, a good example of this is T-Rex Electrical, located on the Gold Coast. T-Rex Electrical have these blow-up inflatable T-Rex dinosaurs <laughs> that they put out the front of every job. <laughs> that that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's unique. No one else is doing that. <laughs> that would, that's so okay? good. So that's a unique <laughs> selling point. So that's why we're shifting it. We're changing it up. It's called a standout factor. What are you doing that makes things appear that you stand out? Yeah. So, I mean, that is the, what it is. But why is it so important, do you think, to have... A standout factor. I think it's an important thing to have because it gives you, it gives you something to like govern how you do and how you work by, but it also gives you the ability to have a little bit of fun and show how you're different, how you stand out from your competition. Yep. Like if we want to look at what your normal kind of like standout factors are that people talk about, mm -hmm. you've got things like quality of work. Yep. Yeah. I, I like speed. Yep. Like speed definitely. We're getting the job done fast. Yep. How we do customer service. Yep. We'll always pick up the phone. We'll always call you back. Yep. All right. 
Um, things like transparent pricing. Yep. Yep. Uh, you've also got things like, you know what, our team is really skilled. Yep. Like, we're great at doing what we do. We're, we're able to get it done fast, but you know what, we're highly skilled. We're always evolving. Yep. Um, maybe things like we're involved in the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Things like we use, oh, I love this one, eco-friendly. Yep. Sustainability. And I'm not saying that in like a dicky way because I think it's a dicky thing. I think it's great. But I think the majority of us don't actually 100% sit in that space, yet a lot of people say that they do. Yep. yep. So if you, if you are sitting in that space, you've got to live and breathe that. Live and breathe it. Yep. Like, and I'll give you an example. I used to have a big e-com company and um, we wanted to, it was, it was coming up that everyone was moving to that eco-sustainability space and everyone was doing something to save the environment. So we got on board simply because everyone else was, mm. but we didn't live and breathe it. And because we didn't live and breathe it, and most people didn't live and breathe it, it died off pretty quick. Mm. Like if you remember three, four, five years ago, everyone talked about how they were a sustainable business, how they were doing X, Y, and Z practices and so on. And that's great, but most people don't talk about it now because most people didn't sit in the space where they truly honoured it. You know, we went and spent, for every purchase, we planted a tree. Yep. Yeah, great, sounds awesome. But did many of our clients actually care about that? Don't know. I think that's like a whole different debate. Right? I think it In is too. In this space, yeah. Um, I mean, another standout factor. Yeah. Um, the kind of services. Like we offer this, this and this, but yep. also this, this and this. Yep, like we're a comprehensive service. We're a 360 whatever. We do X, Y and Z. We see it through the whole way. Yep. Yep. Um, advanced tech. Yeah. yeah, like what, what do we offer, what do we use, what systems do we use to help you? Yep. And um, like I said, those things are all great. Lifetime guarantee, you can throw that in there. Those things are all great. But in the industries that we deal with, they should be just commonplace practices. Yeah, I, I mean, if I get some like a, a trade to my house, I expect that they're sending someone that is skilled, that they're on time, that they're doing a good job, that they're clean. It's just um, in the domestic space, 100%, you just expect those things. Yep. And you don't want to be told that, yep, that's what we're doing. You're just like, well, shouldn't you be doing that? Yeah. I think out of everything that we've talked about so far, and like I said, I'm saying they should be your baseline. Yep. So you do those things, that should be your baseline. That's not your standout factor. But what could be a standout factor with all those things is that you do those things every time, 10 out of 10. Yep. Like that could be a standout factor, that we, we adhere to all of these different things and we, we always do and we always will. Well, and especially if you promise that, you have to live up, for it, live up to it. I reckon that's, that's something that I find if we're talking about trade and service-based business owners in the like, construction kind of space. That's where I think a lot fall short, is that they might do something really well for a period of time, but then they fall off the bandwagon. They get caught up in the day-to-day -day hustle and bustle of business. They get too busy, and then they stop doing their efficiency and safety audits. They stop calling everyone before arrival. Mm -hmm. They stop taking X and Y. They stop putting drop cloths down. They stop all those little things. People really appreciate. I actually think that is um, a sign that the system has a flaw mm -hmm. if those things stop. Yep. So they're not ingrained in the this is how we do things. Yep. Which is what I was going back to before, like authenticity. Mm. It's if, if something flows, you'll, you'll always find people that are really passionate about something and they really love doing something, they do that thing really, really, really well. Yep. If you're not, 
then like you just said, you need to create a great system to make sure you're doing everything you need to do in that space to come up in this instance with a really great standout offer. Yep. You know, or standout factor. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're coming up with a standout factor, mm -hmm. what would you take into consideration to do that? I would first establish what my baseline things are. Yep. So like we just said, we went through a nice list of what the baseline looks like. Yep. Then I'm going to come up with what are some of the other things that I would actually enjoy giving to a client? And when I say giving, it could be a service, it could be a product in itself. It could be what's something that also aligns with my brand. You know, what is something that aligns with all the things that I want someone to think about my business when I leave? What are the things that they're going to brag to their friends about, mm. about working with us? That, yep. That's where I sit with that. So the big things to consider about are what are the things that you want to stand for and what do you want to be known for? So it would be, okay, what, how can we actually be unique? What is no one else doing? Yep. How if can I we stand out? How can we be the best at what we do in a way that people like it? I sometimes think it's also that I feel like not enough people are going above and beyond anymore. I don't think a lot of people are just like, okay, this is like the baseline. This is what we're doing. Like, don't do too much. But I think what sets businesses apart is the extra step that you can take that, and that makes you stand out. I think that's, that's all that makes you stand out. Like, I think people, people out there at the moment are so busy. Mm -hmm. Like, people are struggling to hire. Um, people are struggling to just get done what they need to, to get done. Like, we're in an economic time where it's become quite hard to make a good profit in business unless you know what you're doing. Yep. Yep, unless you have your things, you know, at a 10 out of 10, switched on, I'm doing all the things right. It's hard to make money in business, like, consistently, and then also grow and know what to do with that profit to guarantee that you're going to make money again next month and mm -hmm. the month after that and so on. Putting it back in. You know, our clients, the biggest thing I love for our clients is our goal is that they have their best month every month. Yep. You know, and the reason they do is because they have these standout features, you know, of their business in a systematic way that they're always happening. So, you know, when you're doing this and you're coming up with, you know, what is my actual standout offer or standout functions of my business, the, the offer in itself look like, it's can I actually consistently replicate this? You know, if the answer is no, then that shouldn't be something that's in there and you should never promise it. No, as soon as you promise it but you can't live up, uh, live up to it, you basically shoot yourself in the foot because people are starting to expect yep. this but you're not delivering anymore. Yep. Um, Just as a little exercise, mm -hmm. something that I like to do when I'm looking at my current business yep. and what some of the standout features can be for my offer, yep. I like to look at other businesses completely removed Firstly, from what I offer. So if, if I'm an electrical contracting company, I'm actually going to go and sit down and go, what is it that my gym offers yep. that I love? Because that gives me some understanding and some ideas of some different things in other industries that are probably not going to be offered by my competitors. Because if I step out of where I spend most of my time and where they spend most of my, their time, I'll be able to find some, some differences. I think that's a really important thing. I mean, you're getting inspired by, by another business, by another industry. Another industry. If you're just looking at, okay, what is the electrician next door doing and how can I copy that, 
you're not going to be any different to them. You're you, just going to be the same. Look, sure, you might find one that's doing something different, mm. but I bet you he probably got that from a completely separate industry. I do think that personality is a point of difference. Yes. So you, as a business owner, how you run um, your team, how you treat your clients, you might not do anything extravagant like and super different, but the way you do it and the way you bring that across mm. might already make a huge difference. Um, but that's the, the, the thing. Like You have to consistently be able to show up as that person. Yeah. I, look, I just got excited because something that we do in-house with our team on a Thursday is something that makes us different. And there's no reason that other people couldn't do this. The example I'm going to give, and I'll show you how you could work it in, is that every Thursday we work, have our team day. Yep. The team works on the business. Yep. And on a Thursday this morning, what did you put up on the board? We, we did a riddle. Thursdays we have a riddle. <laughs> yep. yep. And then everyone gets to try and solve the riddle. Yep. Now, just imagine if something that made you a little bit different was when someone called up to get a quote for something. Mm -hmm. At the end of the call, you said to them, would you like to hear this week's riddle? <laughs> and yep. like, no one's going to be like... I would be, yes, please. No one's going to be like, no. <laughs> Most people are going to be like, yeah, sure, that's cool. And they're going to call you back. You gave back. them a riddle and then you said to them, <laughs> if you can solve the riddle before your technician arrives on, <laughs> we will give you something. Or... Yeah, that's great. Because you know you're what's going to happen? They're going to get a free coffee when they come. They're going to go out and they're going to talk to their friends about the riddle. Yeah. Yep. Which is then going to brand and market you. Yep. yep. Hey, I've got to solve this. Like, do you, do you know the answer? Why do you need to solve that? Oh, because. Oh my God, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, and that's what, like, that's what this should all be about, is you're finding differences that people will talk about and things that you'll enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like this one. I would definitely, if someone asked me if I want the weekly riddle, I would definitely be up for it. Um, I think when you do that, though, mm -hmm. would you do this with, like, commercial customers or corporate? Like, they want to have someone, like, serious or... Well, that's I, what I'm... So, I think that's a really important part is you need to identify your target customer. That's what I was getting at. You need to, like, identify your ideal client. But... but. But, What's your but when we identify our target customer, there's actually two parts to that. There is who our customer is and who's paying the bill. Yep. And then there's also who we're talking to. So, for example, if I am a plumbing business and I have and build a relationship with a real estate, yep. the majority of the time, if I'm having a communication there, I'm going to talk to either A, the receptionist, or be the property manager. The landlord pays me. The landlord wants to see that they're being represented by a professional company but maybe the property manager and the receptionist like a little bit of a giggle, like yep. a little bit of a joke. Yeah, and you know, they want to enjoy working with the yeah. people that they talk to, like to get any of their properties fixed. Yep. So maybe it is for that. Maybe it's, hey, by working with us, conversation to the property manager, you actually get a free, free um, access or free uh, subscription to Wine Club. Yep. You know, so you give them benefits, tax deductible. Yep. You give them benefits, they have lots of fun, and they get extra things by it. You might have more than that. I'm just once again giving an example mm. here. But that's going to make that person go, well, it's really different. Yep. They're going to tell all, their, all the other property managers, did you know that by working with X, Y, and Z Plumbing Co., mm. you get this? They'll be like, whoa, that's awesome. Yep. Oh, look at this beautiful bottle of wine that I got. It's, really expen it's an expensive, rare one. or you know, Oh, yeah, sure, it's a $60 bottle or whatever, but that's going to mean something to them. Yep. So, yes, you need to identify your target customer. But I always tell people, you, 
you've got to remember there's two sides to a customer. Yep. And it, they could be the same person, yes, but normally they're not. There's two parts to it. And you've got to identify who it is that you're communicating with and yep. what each of those want as a SOF. Yep. I guess it does depend on, okay, is there like a gatekeeper that, you know, how can you build a relationship? And in the end, yeah, you just have to like find out who do you actually want to attract as well. Yep. So I don't think it's only existing clients, but who would you like to work with yes. and what are they like? So mm -hmm. think like think further. Think, okay, this is what I currently have, but who would I prefer to work with long term <laughs> and how would I enter that and what could I offer that is different to anyone else in that space? Yep. Yep. Um, Competitors. Yes. I talked before about going outside of your segment, outside of your industry when you're looking at crafting these. Yep. Competitors, but are a really important space in this. You can learn a lot from what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if you keep an eye on your competitors, if everyone moves and shifts into a new space and there's, like, a brand new thing and it works really well for 10 of your competitors and you're not doing it, why? Why are yep. you falling behind? And, yeah, that might not be your standout factor, your unique proposition, mm -hmm. If that's the new standard, you have to raise your standard again. Yes. Yep. You also have to look at it and go, does what they do serve me? Sometimes the things that they do, they do might have no bearing or no interest to your target audience. So, yeah, sure, you don't have to do everything that they're doing, but you should be looking at what they're doing. And if you think it is something that would benefit your clients, do it. Um, how do you actually go about and conduct competitor analyses? Um, a lot of people get bogged down in this space. They think that they've got to go and cold call all their competitors. And sure, that's definitely a great strategy. But what's actually I find more valuable is to understand what your competitors' clients are doing. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at the target audience and when we're thinking about the competitors, actually somehow surveying the current clients that are with someone else, seeing what they love about the services, seeing what they wish were different, that gives you a far greater understanding of the impact of the SOS, oh, sorry, SOFs that the competitor may have. Because, you know, a, a competitor might tell you over the phone, oh, look, we also give this and that, and you might be like, wow, that's really cool. Mm. Because you're thinking about it from your industry's point of view, not from a client's point of view. Yep. And we always have to look at things through the eyes and the lenses of our clients because that's what's important to them. It's the why do you prefer working with them rather than moving to me? Yes. Like what, what are they doing better? Yep. And then you can step up your game. Yep. Um, and stand out. Yes. Now, uh, let's pause for a second. You got a hat on today. Yes, I do. It's forwards. <laughs> I know. What's but, going on? Yeah, I just felt like wearing a hat. I like it. What, what is it? Uh, it's Boizo's <laughs> hat. Hi, Boizo. Shout out to Nick. Hello. Hope you're doing well. Um, it just gives you this like um, <laughs> like this darker element to you. Does it? Yeah. If anyone wants to see it, please go watch the YouTube video. There's um, that. But you'll see Arena in a darker light today. <laughs> I, do you just Don't try and make it sound all bright and scary <laughs> and nice. You just have this, this darker aura to you today. Interesting. Yeah. Some might call it a shadow. A shadow. But I'm not calling it a shadow. Now? That's better. Yeah. Okay. Sit like that. I'm rest. just going to sit back now and everyone can see your look nostrils. up. <laughs> uh oh. 
All right. Um, something that is definitely worth considering in this space is the emotional versus functional dilemma. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means you've got to strike a good balance. Between, between emotional and functional? Yes. Most people buy off emotions, not functions. All right? And so what I mean by that is that let's... I use cars. Cars are a good example here. All right. If I said to you that... Um, let's say that we will live... Actually, we live in a hot country here. All right? For all our New Zealand okay. listeners, um, you can just reverse the word hot with cold or cold with hot, however you want to go about that. <laughs> but let's say that we're in a car, okay? And it's got seat warmers. Yes. Okay. Now, or it's got seat coolers for our hot climate here. Yep. As a salesman, I have two ways to play this. I have the functional. Uh, with this car, you'll receive seat warmers. Great. Functional. Functional. With this car, you'll receive the ability to control the temperature of your ass. <laughs> yep. No longer will you have a cold or hot bum. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Sounds like... So this will... That Solve would be, the problem that yes. I'm freezing on the way to work yes. or I'm really hot on the way yes. to work or back home. Exactly. So now that's the emotional play. You're like, oh, that would feel so comforting. That would feel so nice. Yep. As opposed to just the straight up, the computers, phones are another one. Mm. Apple doesn't sit there and go, our new uh, iOS 17 does X, Y, and Z. They just go, it make you feel great. Mm, you like can take enjoy, better photos exactly. than anyone else and you can enjoy them and you can, you know, you can have a thousand dog photos. Do you even know what megapixel camera the new iPhone 15 has? No, but I know it's a lot better than my last like, Canon or whatever I exactly. bought years ago. Because they told you it takes better photos. That's mm. the emotional space. And you're like, cool, I just want, I want that. I want the pretty pictures. You don't care about what the actual uh, functionality of it is. You don't care about the metrics of the data in that sales process. I mean, your example before with a T-Rex. Yes. That is emotional because it makes you laugh. It also it, makes your kids excited. It makes your kids excited, like there's something happening. But is it functional? No, it's not. Um, that does like, nothing. Look, if it takes half an hour to set up and I get charged for that, probably wouldn't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you, walk, you walk in and the guy's still sitting there trying to blow up this massive T-Rex. Yeah. So the compressor yeah. broke. No, just go and do the job. Yeah. Yep. So um, you have to definitely strike a balance. Yes, you, you, like, you're going to stand out if there is an emotional factor uh, because people relate and they enjoy that mm -hmm. um, but if it's like if it's functional at the same time I mean great yep so finding that right balance if it's a nuisance but you know it's funny I, I guess it does depend on how does it affect your mm. target customers yep okay what are some real world examples we could actually give of good SOFs we have I mean we just we talked about the dinosaur yeah, the dinosaur. But we also have um, we have a couple of clients that bring a coffee to each job they go to. Yep. Like every time they rock up, they just come with a beverage. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. I like. I also love when you can use technology to help you in this space. I am a big fan of ServiceMate's feature, uh, technician tracking. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's called. I'm going to call it that. Uh, trademarking it. Um, it's where you can actually, you get a message and you can click on the link and it shows you where the technician is on a little like map. A, like, Uber. like Uber. That's like, amazing. I love that. That's a yep. great feature. And you can sell that. You can tell people about that. Yep. And so you can see, um, <laughs> did you know it's the waiting time because you're busy looking at a map, watching the dot move, coming mm -hmm. closer. You actually feel like you're not waiting 
as long. Yep. So it makes that waiting period more enjoyable because you have something to do and your brain focuses on that. And it's like, yep. okay, I can see they're on their way and it makes you happy, um, which is yep. yeah, so interactive. So we've got, we've got two clients up in Bundaberg, uh, a cleaning company and a electrician. Mm -hmm. And for all jobs over X value, the electrician actually sends a cleaner to their house because his motto is, uh, a part of his motto is your, how you will be, it will be cleaner than when we arrived. Oh, I think nice. that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that like, is. and it's. I think he charges. I think if I look at the pricing of it, it costs him about ninety dollars for a three-bedroom home and one hundred and twenty or forty for a four. Yeah, like that's what it costs him. Yeah, like to me, that's pretty good. Like, if I can go, I'm going to get an electrician, and they're going to come out and clean my house. Yeah, I'm like, damn, bring that over any what a day. Point of difference. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Maybe you give a free hat. Mm. Maybe boys are going to start throwing hats out. Here you go. Just an idea. I've got mine already. Yep, some apparel, some merch. <coughs> Me. Um, I've seen uh, other companies. Uh, it was actually a pest management company where they had a CD of the week. Real <laughs> old school. A CD. A CD of the week. Who, I don't even. I can't even play a CD. I'm agreeing with you, but that's what he did. He gave every every time. When he went was to a, this? Uh, like 1996? <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was, it's now. It's literally now. It's a part of what he does. Yeah, wow. And he loves it. He just gives them a CD. Once again, how much does that cost? $15. Mm. But it's something that once again has him stand out. And what's this all about? Standing stand out. Stand out features. Yep. Yep. So it's something, it's something, oh, where'd you get that from? Oh, man, the pest management guy gave it to me. That's what he does. He gives it to everyone. Oh, cool. What's, what's he giving out? Oh, aqua. <laughs> that's yeah i like it yep and you'll notice pretty much everything we've talked about here has nothing to do with the industry no that we're talking about it's here. just a little like gimmick yeah it like could be that you extra it could be that you give a gym a gym visit yeah yep it could be, and like i said except for the technician tracking like yep. that actually has something to do with the job sure find lots of things that have to do with the job mm. but also find some fun things that make you appear to be different Great examples. Yep. Fine-tuning them. We've talked about a lot of different ones here. Yep. How would you fine-tune them? How do you get them to be uh, the best that they can? So I would really like... So if you give someone a CD, fine-tune that by buying them in bulk. Like, make it efficient. Make it effective. Mm -hmm. Think ahead. Um, yep. Don't, you know, don't add too much time to your schedule mm -hmm. um do it sort of when you're already on the way because like you're already out there you don't you have to run into yeah. sanity <laughs> and have to pick up a cd every time you go to a yeah. job another way to fine tune that one and like i said i'm just using this as the example might be that you have uh like three or four different cds based on the genre you feel that they would like <laughs> like are you going to rock up and give exhibit or dre or biggie yeah. to a 90 year old pensioner Maybe Probably not. not. Well, no. She's my grandma who's a boss. <laughs> uh, but maybe you'll give them Elvis. And I'm like, I don't know. Yep. Um, you could also, I mean, if you want to like bring a packet of lollies or something, you can have different types of lollies. Yep. Tooth-friendly, chewable lollies for the elderly. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, think ahead. Don't, you know, don't do it one at a time. I mean, the coffee, that's going to be a bit tricky because you don't want to have cold coffee in the car. Mm -hmm. That will be, okay, where are they based? Is there a cafe on the way between jobs? Yep. Like, go on plan the way and pick it up. Yeah, plan ahead. Um, and then just wait. I think fine-tuning also. You need to 
take into consideration how did people react? Are they enjoying this? Does it make a difference? Or am I just wasting my time and no one cares? Mm-hmm. So just like have a feel them out a little bit and see how do people actually like this? Like, do they talk about it? Yep. Does this actually have any impact on the business? Yep. Mm-hmm. Communication. <coughs> yeah. You've got it. these great features. Yeah, point offering. them out. Yep. Mm. Where? When do you tell people about this stuff? Like, Any you just chance. show up willy-nilly and be like, here you go, here's your, oh. I think um, any opportunity you get. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you only have that one shot. So if you want to stand hey, out. One shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, just point it out when you can. Yep. I think, so I think even, some of it even if you're saying, okay, we, we're going to be there in half an hour, what's a coffee order? If you're already on the phone with them, mm-hmm. might as well make it personalised. Yep. I think there's certain things that you should show on your marketing material. Mm-hmm. Like there's things that should be what we call like front and centre on the front end of an offer. There's certain things that should occur during the offer and there's certain things that should occur after the offer. Yep. Like for example, if we talk about it, one, um, before you arrive, technician tracking might come in and then they can see where the person's at. Yep. When you arrive, you might give them a beverage of some sort. Yep. After the fact, they might get a um, VIP subscription to a wine subscription service for a month or two months after if they spend X amount of money. Mm. Yep. I think it's, um, yeah, you can get so creative, but telling people about it along, you know, in your process of when they first touch base with you to when you actually do the work and then when you complete the work, um, just mentioning it. Um, you know, did you enjoy the dinosaur out the front of your house? Yep. Maybe imagine if the kids, <laughs> if there was kids, they all got a photo with the dinosaur and then you yep. sent it to them after yep. the fact. Did you enjoy the riddle? Yes. Did you get it? Did you solve it? Did you solve it? Did yep. any of your friends solve it? Yes. Do you have a new riddle for next week? Yep. Do you have a riddle you can share <laughs> with us that we can give our clients? And then yep. you could actually tell people on the phone, this week's riddle was donated by... Yeah. Betty Smith. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Measuring the impact. Well, I feel like I already touched on that real quick to say, do people notice? Do they mention it? Do they talk about it? If you feel like no one cares, there's no difference, there's no appreciation of it, look for something different. But if you can tell, like, oh, people are actually mentioning this, people are telling their friends, and um, it does make an impact, a positive impact, I think there's really important so you want obviously you want to retain your clients um and not scare them away so you can have different sorts of impacts um there so just monitor that how do people react i think the big thing for me in that space is whenever we say measure something i'm not just saying like what do you feel i'm saying i want to see the data so if you're measuring something keep the data somewhere yep yep spreadsheet whatever it is that you like to put data on i want to know Great, how many times did X occur when you did Y? You can't manage what, what you, you don't, don't measure. Mm-hmm. We said this so many times, but it's so true. Yep. yep. Now, we've talked about a couple of different of our tradesmen that are using different things. Have you heard of many of them having to adapt? Like maybe something worked at some point, but now it stopped working, or they've stopped seeing such a great surprise factor from clients from it? I think it's one of those um, things where once your competitors take note mm-hmm. and copy you 
um, you basically have to start thinking ahead. Yes. But, um, that, that's just, I guess, adapting to what's happening. So if every electrician turns up with um, a box of donuts or something at the real estate agent, um, they're just going to say, look, this is too much. Or, like, yeah. It's just like, like if you walk into like, the real estate agent and you see like that they've got piled up, up donuts or <laughs> yeah. muffins or whatever. <laughs> come uh, up with something different. Yeah, come up with something different. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think we've talked about connection and branding a little bit, but touching on that, try and make sure it aligns with what you do. Yeah. You know, or when I say what you do, I more mean how you are. Like the example I give is if like me personally, I've never had a coffee in my life. Yep. I've never drunk a coffee. Yeah. So I'm not going to go and give people coffee, like personally. Mm. And I know that might sound weird. Once again, we talked about making sure it's uh, applicable to your target audience. They all love coffee. They all do it. But I don't know where a good coffee is. I don't know how to tell. I'm not going to be drinking one with like, them. Mm. So therefore, like, if I hand them a coffee and they're like, oh, no, I don't drink coffee. I, I don't think caffeine should be consumed. Mm. Like, they're going to be like, well, why the fuck are you giving it to me? <laughs> That's not the reason I drink, don't drink coffee. But... Do you know what I mean? Yep. So make sure that it aligns with your brand and the image that you're trying to put across. I actually think if you are, um, let's just say, in the eco space with your business and you're advertising that you are that sustainable business that is in that space and you are uh, more conscious about that, mm -hmm. you can't come and just like give someone a plastic bag full of things. Like yes. That you just align it with your brand. Mm-hmm. I think that brings up the, um, the next part, which could be, are there any other mistakes that you really should avoid? I'm going to give one. Yeah, go Don't on. give away all your profits. Like we <laughs> sit here and we talk about give, like, you know, making these, these things, like giving things and doing things and whatever. But at the end of the day, if it's going to massively decline your profit margins, there is no point to doing it. We're yep. all in business to make money. Really simply put. Think no about how much does it cost you. I'm yet to find a not-for-profit electrical contracting company or plumber. <laughs> uh, fun no. fact, did everyone know that Rolex is a not-for-profit? Did you know that? No. Rolex is a not-for-profit. No way. Yes. Interesting. Yep. But anyway. No, I didn't know that. Uh, so if we're all here to make profit in business, make sure that it is not degrading your profit too much. Now, there's a fine line there. Maybe you're throwing away 1% or 2% of your profit to make these these gestures or promises or do these things, mm. but it's actually the reason why you have the huge amount of customer base that you do. Yep. So you have to identify where you sit in that space. I think a common mistake would be, or something that I would definitely look out for, is that we talked about the standards, that this is to be expected, like where anyone would expect this anyway, like being punctual being transparent, being friendly and customer service. If your point of difference, if your standout factor makes you slip on all the stuff that you should be doing anyway, mm. it's not working. No one cares if there's a dinosaur in their front yard if you're always late. Yeah, or if you like drill holes in the walls where they shouldn't be and not fix yep. it up or something like that, or you leave a huge mess, or you're two days late. Yep. Um, so, or your communication is terrible. Mm -hmm. So you do need to nail those basics at any point in time. Do not let them slip just to like, have a little bit of a gimmick. Yep. yep. Right, simply put, I'm sitting there right now. I have no uh, SOFs. I'm mm -hmm. just doing business. I've got nothing to guide me by. A uh, yep. bit of a step-by-step -step process of how to actually come up with some and what to do with them. Yep. I guess you already 
after going through those steps, you know, who do you serve? Like, who's your client? Mm-hmm. Um, put yourself in their shoes. Yep. What would make their day? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's okay. Bring in your own personality a little bit. Um, I love riddles. Like, that would I would love that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that company. But I think just be creative and think, or, or maybe even like something happened to you once years ago and you're like, that was actually really fun. That never happened to me again. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Like draw on your experiences. I like that. Mm. I like that. I think we, we don't do that enough in business. I think that our businesses lose personality. Yep. And one of the things that is the simplest way to make us stand out in business is to make sure that our personality shines through. Yep. I wear my backwards hat every day. Like, that's a part of just what I do. Like, I don't care if anyone tells me to turn around, whatever. Like, that's just it. Like, like me or don't. Yeah. You know, and so therefore our business reflects a part of that attitude. Yeah. I coach how I coach. You coach how you coach. If people don't like that, then we're not for them. Yeah. And And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's the exact same with your business. If you like doing certain things um, and you want to go off, then then be that. You know, and be happy that you're only going to get what you get because of who you are. Yeah, and I think, like, put your personality into it. Like, be, yeah, just be transparent, be yourself. I also think make it a bit of a game. Like, try different things. I love gamification. And and I think it works so well just thinking, okay, cool, how can we, like, play a game and make work a little bit more fun and and make our brand and our business a bit more fun. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Look, I think that's a lot to take in. Um, My big challenge for everyone is always to try and implement something that we've talked about today. Yep. So, you know, everyone out there, let us know what are your current SOFs and what are the ones you're going to bring on. Um, also, if you're listening to this, but the basics are not covered yet, work on them first and mm. then move into the next space where you can put that little bit of cream on top. Yep. I like cream. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. See ya.